Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hello, this is Pastor Andy Jago at Bethany Lutheran Church, 2501 Beacon Hill Road in Alexandria, Virginia. You can find us on the web, www.bethany-lcms.org. This is the last in a special Holy Week series where we're sharing with you some of the music and ministry of Bethany in this special time of the year. This is going to contain some of the wonderful music that we have at Easter time. Festival music uh, with brass, choir, bells, you name it. Uh, We bring it out at Easter. The sermon uh, is not going to be from the Sunday service. That's a part of the story, the series that we are doing here at Bethany Lutheran, the Read Through the Bible. That will continue after these specials. What we're going to hear is just a little snip of the sunrise service. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Haven't recorded yet, but uh, uh, we're going to present, uh, I may record some parts of it ahead of time uh, in order that you can hear some of that. This is uh, the 62nd sunrise service. Bethany Lutheran began, uh, in a way, out in the cemetery because we were beginning our, our church uh, with some evangelism services on Easter and the Easter sunrise, and our first pastor here invited the community to come hear them and then uh, come and join our church afterwards. So that's a part of our history and a part of our DNA here that we think about every Easter time at Bethany Lutheran. So, without any further delay, may the Lord bless the praise, the worship of his people, hearing of his word here at this Easter time.
epistle lesson this Easter morning is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If in this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. This is the word of the Lord.
Christ is risen. Well, hallelujah and amen. How good to be with you on this Easter sunrise service. I would like to bring to you a little portion of our Old Testament text for today from Genesis chapter 22. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Amen. So far the text. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I would like to bring that phrase out. The Lord will provide. That's a phrase that I tend to use sometimes in my family and maybe in yours as well. Maybe to express a time of want or need. A time where we're just expressing our faith that no matter what happens, the Lord is going to see us through. Uh, we have phrases like that all the time, I think. You know, like, uh, the Lord will never give you more than you can handle, or, you know, different phrases like that. And sometimes we throw them out, and people don't necessarily know or can follow what it is that we mean if they're not into that language. So it was one time where I was, uh, I was being driven to college, and my dad decided, I'm I'm not sure how this happened or why, but a friend of his uh, by the name of John was going to come with us on this uh, trip to drop me off at college uh, and uh, stay with me overnight and then drive back across New York State uh, to his home. Uh, So it was like eight hours in a car, and I didn't know John very well, but uh, he got to know us pretty well, I think, especially, you know, sometimes my dad and I, now my dad's a pastor, I was studying for the ministry, we would throw phrases out like that all the time, not even think about it, and that used to drive John nuts. Uh, John was an agnostic, and that means he believes in spiritual things believes that there's a spiritual world, doesn't necessarily have, uh, believe that we should be defining that, you know, and who God is, uh, what expectations are there, what laws for our life, how we get to heaven, that sort of thing. Uh, that's for other religions to figure out, but, you know, agnostics just keep everything wide open. Well, I respect that. Even if my Christian faith is a lot more specific than that, there's uh, some common ground there in which we can communicate. And for John, I mean, it would drive him nuts. You know, whenever we throw out a spiritual platitude like the Lord provide, well, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, and uh, so we were driving around. We got to college, first day of school, and all the parking, I mean, is just jammed. We got there, and everyone else was, got there before us, I guess. We're driving around and can't find parking anywhere. And uh, Dad uh, turns back to go to the front of the parking lot, and my, our friend John is berating him. Oh, Wayne, why did, Wayne is my dad. Why did you do that? Why don't you just go back uh, to where we were? And uh, Dad looks over at John and says, John, the Lord will provide. <laughs> you can imagine the expression of just sheer and utter frustration. Oh, what do you mean by <laughs> And just as he started to sputter, wouldn't you know that the car in front of us started to pull out and dad pulls in. We are almost at the front of the parking lot. Dad looks over to John with the 
biggest grin that you could imagine. Oh, and we did not let him forget it the whole time. (laughs) Amen. The Lord will provide. So I can think of a few times where we use the phrase, the expression, the Lord will provide. I can think of that when people are unemployed or underemployed, underemployed. There's been a lot of that going on uh, during this recession. And sometimes we say, okay, well, the Lord will provide as a way to say, all right, he'll get us through this. He'll, you know, some help will come from somewhere. And by the way, for some of us, that may mean that we are the ones that the Lord has chosen to help provide uh, when we hear and, and those needs come to our attention and we can help in some way, shape, or form. And we also, I, I know we're here in the cemetery, so we, we think about that phrase, the Lord will provide. I mean, that could be one of the platitudes someone gives. I don't often like those, uh, the, you know, the, the, you know, when people say, uh, when, when someone dies, oh, you know, well, they're with the Lord. And that's true. Um, we never want to go away from, you know, there's pain in that moment, and that's okay. And there's suffering in that moment that you just can't get over right then and there, uh, just automatically jumping uh, to an expression of faith. That may take some time before you're able to say that, and that, I think that's that time needs to be given. But we say the Lord will provide out of faith that you know, there's there's suffering and there's pain in this moment, but eventually there will be healing. Eventually, uh, the Lord will will give us those spiritual things that will will help in that healing. Well, where we get the phrase in our Old Testament lesson, where that phrase comes from, the Lord will provide, is the mountain on which the Lord will provide. And here we come to a father who makes a has a terrible uh, choice. The Lord tells him to sacrifice his son. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and you know have you think that I'm the super spiritual being in order to be a pastor uh, that uh, that I would be able to do that. In fact, I wouldn't. Mostly because I know too much. You know, here's Abraham at the very beginning of the story, the very beginnings of our of our faith. We don't know much about God at this point. I know too much. I know the, about the Lord's self-sacrificing love and mercy. Great is his steadfast love. I know he is slow to anger and abounding in that steadfast love. So no, I, I you know I wouldn't be. I know that the Lord wouldn't. If there's a voice asking me to do that, then I know that does not come from the Lord. But I here's Abraham, and he doesn't know all those things that I know. Uh, he's at the very beginning of the story. He takes his son, and his son is there on the altar uh, that they have fashioned and made, and the, here is Abraham about to do it, and the angel says, no, the Lord will provide. The book of Hebrews says that here is, by faith, Abraham trusted in the resurrection at that point. Amen. I mean, that's that's astounding that that, that, the, that kind of faith that was there in Abraham's heart, that this wasn't the end. The Lord is going to provide, and, and maybe he doesn't exactly see Jesus on the cross, but that is exactly what how the Lord is going to provide. You don't need to do this kind of sacrifice for your sins. The Lord will sacrifice himself. And from that sacrifice, the Lord will provide. So here we go again. Now, if I say at this point, Jesus died for our sins, I could just hear our friend John saying, well, now 
Tell me what that means. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I mean the Lord will provide. There's a way in which we can come into the Lord's presence, despite the fact that we are selfish and sinful and make all the wrong choices in our lives, uh, despite the fact that we are not perfect and pure, uh, it comes down to the sacrifice that Jesus made. It covers our sin. And there we are able to walk into the Lord's presence. We're able to be with the Lord, talk with the Lord, have this connection to the divine that we wouldn't otherwise have. And our sins are forgiven. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide when we are sick and suffering. Uh, The Lord will provide when we are in want or need. Not necessarily all the things that we ask for in that moment. Uh, Money doesn't rain down from heaven, but he gives us all that we need in Jesus Christ. He gives us all that we need for our soul to be satisfied with him forever. He gives us all that we need. And and that's so important for us to to know and to acknowledge. Now, we are here in the cemetery, and this is a, a place of loss, a place of burial, a place of goodbyes. And yet there will come a time. Uh, because of our Lord's death and because of his resurrection, which we celebrate this morning, because God confirmed the sacrifice of Jesus. He said he stamped it with an almighty yes when Jesus walked out of the tomb on that Easter morning. Now, because of that, there will come a day when there's a trumpet that will be sounded. And all the folks who are here, those graves are going to be open, and you and I are going to come and meet the Lord. We believe that, and we believe that no matter what suffering we go through in this life, the Lord will provide. He'll provide a way to be with him forever. Uh, Amen. So that is what we are here to celebrate this Easter sunrise and why this is our, Bethany Lutheran takes such pride in that this is the place of our first proclamation on this day to all the folks in the community as we've been doing for 62 years to begin this wonderful celebration by saying with you, Christ is risen. Thank you.